الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ونبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين الحديث السابع والثلاثون عن ابن عباس رضي الله عنهما عن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فيما يروي عن ربه تبارك وتعالى قال إن الله كتب الحسنات والسيئات ثم بين ذلك فمن هم بحسنة كتبها الله عنده حسنة كاملة وإن هم بها فعملها كتبها الله عنده عشر حسنات إلى سبعمائة ضعف إلى أضعاف كثيرة وإن هم بسيئة فلم يعملها كتبها الله عنده حسنة كاملة وإن هم بها فعملها كتبها الله سيئة واحدة رواه البخاري ومسلم في صحيحيهما بهذه الحروف فانظر يا أخي وفقني الله وإياك إلى عظم أو عظيم لطف الله وتأمل هذه الألفاظ فقوله عنده إشارة إلى الاعتناء بها وقوله كاملة للتوكيد وشدة الاعتناء وقال في السيئة التي هم بها ثم تركها كتبها الله عنده حسنة كاملة فأكدها بكاملة وإن عملها كتبها الله سيئة واحدة فأكد تقليلها بواحدة ولم يؤكدها بكاملة فلله الحمد والمنة سبحانه وتعالى لا نحصي ثناء عليه وبالله التوفيق Alhamdulillah brothers and sisters we're continuing with the 40 hadith of Imam al-Nawawi and we've reached hadith number 37 and as we mentioned previously this compilation of 40 hadith they uh, encompass or they cover those ahadith that are fundamental principles in the deen that it is required for every person to know of and every Muslim to believe to know of and to practice upon so with that being said, this hadith, inshallah, we'll translate it and then we'll have some discussion on it. Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma, he narrates from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, who narrates from Allah azza wa jal. And Allah azza wa jal says, إِنَّ اللَّهَ كَتَبَ الْحَسَنَاتِ وَالسَّيِّئَاتِ Verily, Allah jalla jalaluhu he has ordained and decreed hasanat and sayyat. Yani in this world that we live in, there are good deeds and there are bad deeds. There are righteous actions and then there are sins, transgressions. So you can say acts of obedience and acts of disobedience. Acts of righteousness and acts of sin or rebelliousness. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala further explains this. What is the meaning that Allah decreed good deeds and Allah decreed bad deeds? Allah decreed righteous actions and Allah decreed evil actions in this world. Then, Allah, uh, then the Prophet explains this, or Allah Azza wa further explains this. For anyone who intends and makes a firm resolve, to fulfill a righteous deed, a hasana. كَتَبَهَ اللَّهُ عِنَّهُ حَسَنَةً كَامِلًا Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with this intention 
and the resolve that this person made to do a good deed. He hasn't done it. He just made an intention. Hamma. Hamma means you like plan something and you resolve in doing something. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that firm intention of that person, Allah writes it as a complete good deed, as if the person had, had done it. وَإِنْ هَمَّ بِهَا فَعَمِلَهَا And if he has a firm resolve to do it, plus he does it actually, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala writes for him and records for him 10 good deeds up to 700 times multiplied or even more than that. وَإِنْ هَمَّ بِسَيِّئَةٍ And if a person intends and makes a firm resolve to commit a sin, to commit an act of transgression or disobedience to Allah, and he does not do it. He just makes a, he just has a firm resolve. I'm going to go out today and I'm going to meet up with somebody who's not appropriate for me to meet up with. Firm resolve. He's actually set the, this is the meaning of hum. If I were to explain what is hum, right, it's something where you actually plan it out to go do it. Right? He's planned it out. But, falam ya'malha. He did not do it. He held himself back for whatever reason. Then, By not committing that sin that you had intended to commit, Allah will write one good deed for you. However, if he intends it and he does it, then what? Then Allah only writes for you one sin. Okay, so this hadith is in Bukhari and Muslim with these wordings. This is, the, I think, one of the only places in the entire compilation with Imam al Nawawi himself actually comments on the hadith. Otherwise, it, the, Imam Nawawi did not want to uh, make a huge commentary. It's just supposed to be a hadith compilation. But in this place, Imam al Nawawi actually sp speaks. He's speaking here. All the other ahadith, we know who is speaking. Rasulullah sallallahu is speaking. Or Rasulullah is explaining a inspiration other than what is revealed in Quran. So this is a hadith qudsi hadith qudsi is, it's an inspiration, it's a divine inspiration that is not revelation of Quran. It's not Quranic revelation. It is an inspiration that came in his heart and the Prophet just worded it himself. Like for example, you see a dream. A dream is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or a dream could be from nafs or a dream could be from shaitan, but then you narrate it. In my dream, I saw a river and that river had a, you know, a, a, a fish in it and the fish was golden and the fish came out. And like, this is your narration. You understand what I'm saying? So this is ilham. Allah ta'ala said some words to him in the dream or in that inspiration, and the Prophet is explaining it, and he's narrating it. So the Hadith Qudsi is an inspiration by the words of Rasulullah which is not Quranic revelation. So it's, very, it's a very blessed um, divine words. They are divine words, but they are narrated by, and by, by the narration of the words of the Prophet So, Mullah Ali Qadi mentioned something beautiful. What is the Hadith Qudsi? Huwa al-Hadith al-Ladhi yubayyinuhu al-Nabiyyu bilavdihi 
وينسبه إلى ربه هو الحديث الذي يبينه النبي بلفظه It's a hadith which the Prophet ﷺ, he يبينه بلفظه He narrates it with his own blessed tongue وينسبه إلى ربه and he attributes this to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's the, it's the prophetic words and the inspiration is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this, all of these ahadith are either hadith Qudsi or the words of the Prophet sallallahu But now here, Imam al-Nawawi speaks. Imam al-Nawawi, he is very, very affected by this hadith. This hadith is an amazing hadith. In what sense? In the sense that you know, we have a head start on shaitan. We have a head start. I'm going to get to that point later. I just wanted to read the text first. We'll get that full idea and then we'll explain it. He says, Observe this. Look at this. Oh, my brother. Look at this. Oh, my brother. May Allah enable me and you. Look at the immense favor and benevolence and kindness of Allah. Look at the immense favor and kindness of Allah. And ponder over these words. Ponder over this hadith. So where it says that in Allah katabal hasanati was sayyat. فَمَنْ هَمَّ بِحَسَنَةٍ كَتَبَ اللَّهُ عِنْدَهُ right. The word عِنْدَهُ Allah writes it to Himself. In other words, He's saying, look at the wordings of this hadith. So it requires a little bit of Arabic, but I try to translate it. So the first point that Imam al-Nawawi is highlighting in this hadith is, فَمَنْ هَمَّ بِحَسَنَةٍ كَتَبَهَ اللَّهُ عِنْدَهُ that one who intends a righteous action, the one who intends, yani makes a firm intention that I am going to do this righteous deed. Allah writes it to Himself. So the word indahu, right? It's like, like I say, al, you know, al-kitabu indi, al-kitabu indi. This book mere paas hai. Ye kitab mere paas hai. Apne paas. Mera paas, aapke paas, right? The inda is paas, aapke paas, mere paas. So this word, like he says, indahu, with him, uske paas, apne paas, likte hai Allah ta'ala usko, rakta hai Allah ta'ala, right? So he's saying that, look at this wording of indahu, and it's, it's profound what the muhaddithin and what the commentators of hadith they take and they e extract from just, just this one word, عِنْدَهُ He's saying that anyone who intends a good deed, Allah writes it to Himself. كَتَبَهَ اللَّهُ عِنْدَهُ جو عظم کرتا ہے کوئی نیکی تو اللہ اپنے پاس اس کو لکھتا ہے یعنی it's, it's a very, it's a very uh, generic translation, but the apne pas Imam al-Nawawi or to himself, the meaning of that, he's saying, isharatun biha. It shows that Allah gives so much consideration to just our intentions, that he writes that to himself. 
He keeps that to himself. Like I'll give you an example of the meaning of indahu. So let's just say, who brought me the water? Abdul Karim. So Abdul Karim brought me the water. As soon as he brought me the water, I just go like this. Did you bring me the water? Okay. Give me this one. Okay, Abdul Karim brought me the water. Okay, I took note of that. And I, what did I just do? Yani this, taking note of it with myself. You know, I'm going to take a, what do we say? I've taken note of it to myself. So that Imam al-Nawawi, look at just the one word. Like we'll read, and that's why I'm saying is like, we read hadiths and we read Quran and we just like, you know, flip through it. Like, you know, scroll, scroll, scroll. No scroll. Every word has a purpose. This indahu, usko likte hai apne paas. That apne paas, Imam al-Nawawi, or to himself, or with himself, it's very hard to translate, but I'm trying to just convey some idea, right? Isharatun ibiha. This is an indication of giving special focus and concern that even this one intention that we make of doing a good deed, Allah keeps that with him. That is very precious to him. That Allah keeps it with him. And this, Complete good deed, he writes for it. In other words, when you make that intention, it's not just like something written on paper. No, it is written as a complete good deed, as if it was done, as if it was performed. Meaning you didn't even do it. You just intended it. You were thinking good thoughts. And then I'm going to get to that. This is really, it's, it's really, really a deep hadith. You are just thinking a good thought. You intended a good thought. That intention of a good thought was actually written with Allah as a complete good deed. Even though in your mind it was a thought. But with Allah it actually, yani Allah has gave it such a value that with Allah, he has given you the reward of that as if you have completed a complete good deed. The meaning of kamila means that. Hasanatan kamila. Complete. So that no idea comes in your mind that when you make intention to do a good deed, it's not really a good deed. It's naqis. It might be deficient because you never did it. If you, it's, not a, it's not a deed. To Allah, when you've thought about it, but not only a thought. You know there's a passing thought? That is not ham. That is a khatir. Khatara. But hamma is like a, an actual, when you intend, you have a sincere intention. You have a firm resolve. Subhanallah. That is why our tablighi brothers, mashallah, they say very beautifully, Bhai, niyat to kallo, niyat to kallo. Right? Just make a niyat, at least make a niyat. You get a reward for your niyat. It's true. You get a reward for your niyat. But on the condition that that niyat is not just a fleeting thought. It's like, you know, you sit there like, you know, I really want to do this. I have to go for Salatul Fajr tomorrow morning. You go to sleep. You miss Fajr. Giving an example. You made hum. You had a concern. You put your clock. There's all the proof. You put your clock. You know, you got ready. You slept early. You miss your Fajr. 
but with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is written for you as a complete good deed. Allahu Akbar. Imam al is explaining, Kamila This gives the meaning of emphasis and Allah's special concern, special attention you are getting, that even that you have made an intention for this, then this will not be wasted with Allah. This is the deeper meaning of the ayah, إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُضِيعُ أَجَرَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ Verily, Allah never wastes the, the good of the good doers. إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُضِيعُ أَجَرَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ Allah Ta'ala does not waste the good of the good doers. To such an extent that He doesn't even waste their good intentions. Subhanallah. Can we imagine? This is what Imam al is saying. انظر يا أخي إلى عظيم لطف الله Look at the immense grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَقَالَ فِي السَّيِّئَةِ And this is Imam al-Nawi speaking. And he says in regards to the sins الَّتِي هَمَّ بِهَا ثُمَّ تَرَكَهَا كَتَبَهَا اللَّهُ عِنَّهُ حَسَنَةً كَامِلًا فَأَكَّدَهَا بِكَامِلًا When he says and a person who intends to do an evil deed, but then he doesn't do it, Allah writes for him a complete good deed. In other words, you intended a sin. You thought to commit a sin. You planned to do a sin. And you held yourself back intentionally. And you stopped from doing it. That will be written with Allah as a complete good deed. And he brings next to it, Hasanatan kamila. That sin was transferred to a complete good deed as if it was actually materialized into a good deed. The wrong and the sin that you stopped and you desisted from. And look at the emphasis on, and if he does it, and if he commits the sin, then Allah will write for him only one. And he emphasizes one to show that when you commit a sin and you actually perpetrate the sin, then he uses the word wahida, which means it is to show right, that Allah will not multiply. Allah multiplies our deeds, but Allah minimizes our sins. Allahu Akbar. Allah multiplies our good deeds and Allah minimizes our sins. What does this show? Like, you know, people say, you know, why is Allah doing this to me? Why is Allah Ta'ala doing this to me? Why is this happening to me? Why is that happening to me? Certain people, they complain against Allah. Well, Iyadu Billah, this is a sin in itself. But if you understand the meaning of this hadith, you will know that Allah is that merciful being that has nothing but wishing well and benevolence and kindness towards you because He's giving you a head start in everything. With that being said, this was Imam al-Nawawi's kalam. He says, فَلِلَّهِ الْحَمْدُ وَالْمِنَّةِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى To Allah belongs all praise and all thanks. لَا نُحْسِي ثَنَاءً عَلَيْكَ We can never encompass praise. We can never enumerate praises for Allah. وَبِاللَّهِ التَّوْفِيقِ And to Allah belongs all enablement to do anything good. With that being said, how is this a fundamental principle of the deen? This hadith. This hadith is a fundamental principle of the deen in this manner, brothers and sisters, that the, the life of this world 
you as a human being, your purpose here on earth can be summarized in hasanat and sayyat. The purpose and the objective and the goal and what we strive and this journey can be summarized into what? Hasanat and sayyat. You as a person, essentially, what are you? You are your hasanat or your sayyat. This is why this is an immense fundamental principle of the deen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a very famous surah of the Quran, Surah Al-Qari'ah. All of us probably know that surah, or many of us know that surah. Al-Qari'atum Al-Qari'ah wa ma adrakum Al-Qari'ah. Talking about the Day of Judgment, the knocking, it will come knocking at us. Right? فَمَنْ ثَقُلَتْ مَوَازِينُهُ فَهُوَ فِي عِيشَةِ الرَّاضِيَةِ وَمَنْ خَفَّتْ مَوَازِينُهُ فَأُمُّهُ هَاوِيَةِ وَمَا أَدْرَاكَ مَا هِيَ نَارٌ حَامِيَةِ this is Surah Al-Qari'ah. But the, 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 you can say that the, uh, the, 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 the objective of the Surah is basically this. That anyone whose hasanat is heavy on that day, فَهُوَ فِي He will be in a blissful life of enjoyment in paradise. The one whose hasanat is heavy, his scale of good deeds is heavy, he will be in a life of pleasure and bliss. And as for the one who his sayyat are heavy, his sins and his hasanat, his good deeds are light, he will be in everlasting destruction. He will be in destruction. وَمَا أَدْرَاكَ مَا هِيَ نَارٌ حَامِيَةٌ And what is that destruction? It is a scorching, blazing fire. With that being said, brothers and sisters, we are essentially our hasanat and our sayyat. From this, in another verse of the Qur'an, what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? This is mentioned two places in the Qur'an. The wazan, the scales, the weighing of the hasanat and the weighing of the sayyat. In another verse, Allah Ta'ala says, وَالْوَزْنُ يَوْمَ إِذِنِ الْحَقِّ وَالْوَزْنُ يَوْمَ إِذِنِ الْحَقِّ And the scales of weighing the deeds are true. This is haqq. It will be a reality on the Day of Judgment. Opposite to a, um, a group, a deviant sect that came in the beginning stages of Islam, in the first century of Islam. They were called the Mu'tazila. They were the rationalists. And any hadith that did not go according to their rationale, they would say, we don't believe in this hadith, or they would interpret it in a way, they would interpret it out. They would interpret it out. So for amongst the concepts that did not resonate with them, which was not according to their aql or their rationale, was the wazan. They say, how can the deeds be weighed? This is not, this is not intelligible. This is not comprehensible. Like right now, I'm speaking. Right now, we just prayed Maghrib. Like, how do you, you know, this deed, what is it? Is it like, it, it, it's a deed, it's, it's an action, it's a ruku, it's sujood. But, but it's like something that is done, we just did Maghrib. It, it came, it passed, it went. How do you weigh that? You can weigh a book. 
You can weigh something that, that has mass. You can't weigh deeds. So we don't believe in this weighing or the ahadith that come about weighing. Imam al-Bukhari's last chapter of the Sahih Bukhari is about this. Kalimatani khafifatani ala lisan thaqilatani fil mizan habibatani ila rahman subhanallahi wa bihamdihi subhanallahi al-azim Two words, two phrases. They are heavy on the scales. They are beloved to Allah, they are heavy on the scales, and they are light on the tongue. They are subhanallahi wa bihamdihi subhanallahi al-azim Imam al-Bukhari brought this in the last chapter of his Sahih to prove to the Mu'tazila that this hadith which is authentically transmitted from the Prophet ﷺ with an authentic chain that has reached us reliably through authentic and reliable narrators without any du'af or weakness or deficiency in it. If we come to know the word of the Prophet, he said, ثَقِيلَتَانِ فِي الْمِيزَانِ these words will be heavy upon the scales. Which proves what? Which proves deeds and words will be weighed and they will be heavy. They will have weight. So whether your aql accepts it or whether your aql doesn't accept it, it is. Why? Because the Prophet ﷺ said so. This is essentially the summary of the last chapter of the Sahih al-Bukhari. That was the tarjamatul bab. That was the objective of the chapter heading. With that being said, one, I will go off on a tangent and mention this one point. The point is, the Mu'tazila who were rejecting, refuting certain ahadith because it did not make sense according to their logic, we can see now, in this day and age, in the time of technology, in the time of all the advancements that we have today, we can see how deficient they were, that they were measuring the ahadith of the Prophet or concepts which are related to the unseen realm, actually. They're concepts related to the unseen realm. They're concepts related to the metaphysical world. They are trying to understand metaphysical through physical. You can't do that. And we see, even if, okay, let's look at it from a physical perspective. How deficient was their intellects rationale that they were judging the ahadith and they were ruling out concepts because it did not fit according to their deficient rationale or logic or science of the time. With that being said, now I'll give you an example. You can take your blood, I just got an app the other day, literally you can buy it, you can download the app, you can put in the little uh, thing inside the, and it has it for Android and it has it for the uh, for the Apple as well. So you put in the little thing that has a, like a, not like a USB, but like a thing that goes in here, and it's a little gadget. You poke, and then it has little strips. You put the strip in there, and you squeeze out a drop of blood, and on your phone, it will actually tell you what is your insulin level or blood sugar level, glucose levels on the phone. It measures the glucose in your blood. Okay, like, this, is, this has been going for, no, I'm just saying it was interesting because it's on the phone. We could do it, you could do it at home. You don't need a, that was an interesting thing for me. My, you know, the point that I, I'm making here, 
The Mu'tazila rejected hadith because they said, how can you weigh words? Today, we're actually weighing glucose levels in blood. We're weighing potassium. We're weighing testosterone. We're weighing estrogen. We're weighing and seeing different you know, levels of cholesterol or all these different things that are you know, mind-boggling, how it can be quote-unquote weighed or measured. Technology has created means by which we can weigh different you know, levels of things inside of us. How can Allah Ta'ala not have a wazan? Or if you have a scale, you just stick it in here, you put it on a strip, you put a drop of blood, and it weighs. Allah was the creator of technology who gave all of the scientists and inventors the brains to invent all of these things. He can't have a wazan or a scale to measure our deeds. Subhanallah. My point is, is, If a hadith or ayat of Qur'an might seem to our mind kind of far out there, kind of distant from my logic or distant from my, the grasp of my rationale, let's not jump, jump to conclusions. What was, what was fable, fairy tales, completely impossible, 100 years ago, where people said, get out of here, I don't believe you. Today it's a reality. Go back in time, 120 years, and tell people that you can fly in a hotel, in a flying house in the sky, where in the sky, in this flying house, there will be people that will be pushing trays, and they will be actually giving you hot or cold beverages while they're walking in the lane inside of the sky, 500 miles per hour. And they ask you, would you like a cold beverage or a warm beverage? And if you have the need, there's some of them, some of these houses that fly in the sky with wings, they actually have a place where you can take a shower. And if you get tired, some, some of them are going to have a place where you can take a rest and go to bed. <laughs> go back in time and tell this to people. What will they think of you? This guy is, a, is, 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 a, is insane. This guy is a madman. He's telling fairy tales. This is fake. This is lie. Now imagine the Anbiya who told people about Jannah or Paradise or Hellfire or various different aspects that are from the Mughayyabat. We call it the Mughayyabat, the unseen realm. The airplane is an unseen reality for the people of 100 years ago. The Prophet inshallah, the next series that I want to do are the ahadith of the Prophet about the signs and the happenings of the end of time. It's mind-boggling. You will see that the Prophet والسلام, subhanallah, and then you will realize this hadith, how could it be, have been made up or somebody could have just made it up and, you know, this isn't it possible? In the hadith, very famous hadith of Bukhari where the Prophet said, and you will see the barefooted, clad in very skimp garments, wearing just a, you know, izar, wearing just a, a cloth on their body, barefoot, camel herders, they will be competing in high-rise buildings. 
They will be competing in high-rise buildings. In another hadith of the, of the Prophet it said that the day of judgment will not come until the deserts of Arabia will be turned into gardens again. And you see this MBS's new $500 billion project that he wants to literally turn the, the, the desert into gardens and rivers. Dubai has already done it. And now what are they doing? The Bedouins on that side are competing with Benin Bedouins on this side. The Najdi Bedouins are competing with the Khaliji Bedouins. Literally. People in 150 years ago who read this hadith would be like, what, how, barefoot camel herders? You know, one of these guys, the, uh, the guy, Khalifa Zaid or one of them, uh, it showed his, his father or his grandfather like literally he's holding a camel barefoot in the middle of a desert and then literally his son is you know the one who uh, constructed the Burj Khalifa like one of the tallest buildings in the world and the Prophet had said this one century ago people just regular Muslims will be like subhanallah any what does this mean how can a barefooted camel herder be competing in high-rise buildings well, they struck oil. You don't know how it happens. We are witnessing how it happens. It, it should increase your iman. It should increase your belief in hadith. It should increase your yaqeen and certainty and, uh, and, and the veracity and the truthfulness of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So with that being said, this is a very, this is, this is basically a, a fundamental of our deen. You are your deeds. The scales of the deeds on the day of judgment will be real. How will that scale be? God knows how that scale will be. We have a scale that you can just like go like this. And who knows how Allah's scale will be? Maybe you know you walk through it and everything will come there. Who knows? We have all these various different types of technologies. Now you go and just put your eye in something and it'll identify. Or face identification. In face identification, right, this was in like sci-fi movies. Face identification was in sci-fi movies like 20 years ago, literally. Now you have it on every iPhone. So, The scales on the Day of Judgment, this is haq, this is true. فَمَنْ ثَقُلَتْ مَوَازِينُهُ فَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُفْلِحُونَ Those whose good deeds are heavy, they will be successful. وَمَنْ خَفَّتْ مَوَازِينُهُ فَأُولَٰئِكَ الَّذِينَ خَسِرُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ And those whose good deeds is light, and their sins are heavy, they have destroyed themselves. They have lost themselves. They are losers. So from this we understand that this is an essential concept of our deeds. And just as people say time is money, this hadith teaches us that like, your life is hasanat. Every minute and every second and every day and every morning and every evening, the mind and the thought and the focus and the goal of a believer is how do I increase my hasanat daily? This is a very important concept. You are essentially your hasanat. You become your hasanat. You manifest into hasanat. You are what you think and you do on a daily basis. That's who you are. Right? It's not like constantly like where your, your mind is floating. Right? 
Rather, this hadith teaches is very important that first we must think righteous deeds. This is the inception of all good. You have to think righteous deeds. In order for you to think righteous deeds, how do you think righteous deeds? You have to know righteous deeds. This is where the Quran Kareem comes in. This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the book. This is why Allah ta'ala sent the messengers. Who are the messengers? Mubashireen wa munvireen. The Prophet was Bashira wa nadira. That's also related to Hasanat, guys. He was a Bashir. He was the giver of glad tidings for those who did good deeds. You do good deeds, you will have a good end. And he was Nadir. A warner. Warner for what? For the ones who do evil deeds. So even the function of the messengers is related to hasanat and sayyat. They came and they explained to us, these are the hasanat, these are the sayyat. These are the righteous deeds. These are the sins. The one who perpetrates these good deeds, or the one who implements these good deeds, right? This is whose, de- this is whose uh, wasn't whose scale will be heavy on the day of judgment. This is what makes you, essentially. And in actuality, the more hasanat we accumulate, the more nur we accumulate. Because these hasanat is like light. And a person's hasanat in this world will manifest in that life like light. يَوْمَ تَرَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتِ يَسْعَى نُورُهُمْ بَيْنَ أَيْدِيهِمْ وَبِأَيْمَانِهِمْ You will see the believing men and women, their light will be guiding them from in front of them and on their rights. بُشْرَاكُمُ الْيَوْمَ جَنَّاتِ Glad tidings for you this day that you will have gardens of paradise. So your hasanat in this world, when you increase it and you accumulate it, in the darkness of the hereafter, it becomes a light. He says, some believers, their light will be from the earth all the way to the heavens, shining brilliantly. And some of them will be up to just to where they can see. And some of them will be equal to the tip of their finger. Only that much. Equal to the amount of hasanat that we had in the life of this world. Increasing your hasanat. Every day thinking about hasanat. To such an extent, the Prophet wanted to explain this to such a detail. He said, Two actions, if you do them, they are very easy to do, but the ones who do them are very few. And if you do these two actions, you will go to Jannah. They said, Ya Rasulullah, what is it? It's so easy. He said, that To do it is very easy, and you will go to Jannah. But the people who do them are very few. He said, Ya Rasulullah, what is that? He said, when you perform your salat, when you perform your prayer, then after the prayer, say Subhanallah ten times, and say Alhamdulillah ten times, and say Allahu Akbar ten times. And do this after every prayer. That is what comes out to be 30, 150, right? What is it? 30, 30 times 5. 150. So he says that's 150 on the tongue and it's 1,500 on the scales. Right? It's 150 on the tongue. Because subhanallah 10 times, alhamdulillah 10 times, Allahu Akbar 10 times, after Fajr, that's 30, after Zuhr, 30, after Asr, 30, after Maghrib, 30, after Isha, 30. 
That's 150 on the tongue. 1,500 on the scale. Why? Because Allah has promised. Allah has promised what? That he manja'a bil hasanati falahu ashra amthaliha. The one who comes with a good deed, Allah has promised that he's going to multiply by 10. Didn't what this hadith say? Up to 700 times. Allah multiplies a deed minimum 10. Up to 700. Plus more for those whose intentions are and sincerity is high. Then the second deed, what is it? He says, before you go to sleep, say 33 times subhanallah, 33 times alhamdulillah, 34 times Allahu Akbar. That's a hundred on the tongue and a thousand on the scales. And that comes out to be 2,500 hasanat. Right? Am I calculating it correctly? That's 2,500 good deeds, hasanat. So then they said, Ya Rasulullah, it's so easy. This is so easy. And a person will go to Jannah. I said, look, why, why a person will go to Jannah is because of the fact that what's the, what's the rule that we just learned? The one whose good deeds is heavy, he goes to Jannah. The one whose sins are heavier, he, you, can't, you can't outdo 2,500. I know, some, I know some people who cuss a lot, they drop F-bombs, but not 2,500. You get what I'm saying? In other words, if a person does this, his good deeds will definitely encompass his sins. Do you get the point here? It's a game. You gotta win. It's the game. You gotta win this game. But sincerely, with sincerity, with focus, with, with, with devotion, with devotion, with adoration to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, that has to be there. So I said, Ya Rasulullah, but why, why the people who do it are few? He says, because when a person, he wants to do it after namaz, after salah, shaitan says, Uthkur kadha, uthkur kadha. Remember this, remember this. You gotta go, to, you gotta go run this errand. You gotta get the groceries. You gotta go, right? Go pray and just run out and with no, no reading any of the tasbihat, you just run out. And this actually, after the, the, the five daily prayers, it's mentioned 33, 33, 34, isn't it? But in this hadith, it says 10. To show you that, that yani, the, the, when, when it's the discounted version, people will even be lazy to do the discounted version. Because the hadith about the tasbihat after the salat have come to 10, to 15, to 33. By choice, these are for your, your selection, based on, based on your, your convenience. This is Rahmatullah Alameen, the Prophet is giving us. And at the time of sleep, Shaitan puts you to sleep. Shaitan, he makes you so that you're not even complete and you've already you know, said 10 of them and you're long gone. Shaitan puts you to sleep without being able to complete them. With that being said, we see an amazing point here is that you are your hasanat. And with these hasanat, we have a up, upgrade. And we have a head start by Allah Ta'ala. That Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala says, just if you intend to do a good deed, Allah writes it as a complete deed. And if you intended a good deed and you didn't do it, Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala writes for you a complete good deed, which teaches us, make good intentions, think good thoughts, think about righteous things, because that's the inception of every good thing that happens is a good thought. And 
If you do it, then Allah multiplies that deed 10 times up to 700 times to even many, many times more than you can imagine based upon your sincerity and your intention. Imagine that a poor person who doesn't have anything and he wants to give some charity. Right? He only has right $1,000 in his bank account and he gives 100 for that person, that hundred is a lot. Allah multiplies for him more than what you can imagine. Right? And a person who's a millionaire and he gives a thousand. Right? Right. For a millionaire, that thousand is, right, is not even... Right? So in, 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 in accordance with the person's condition, in, a, in accordance with the person's sincerity, in, a, in accordance with the person's hal and condition, Allah can multiply. The Prophet said this about the Sahaba. He says, لا تسبوا أصحابي Don't ever say anything and criticize my companions. فَوَالَّذِي نَفْسِ بِيَدِهِ لَوْ أَنْفَقَ أَحَدُهُمْ لَوْ أَنْفَقَ أَحَدُكُمْ مِثْلُ أُحُدٍ ذَهَبًا مَا بَلَغَ مُدَّ أَحَدِهِمْ وَلَا نَصِيفَهُ He says, if one of you were to spend a mountain of gold in charity, it will not equal one cup, one handful of what my companions spend. Because my companions... They went through great difficulties. They went through great hardships. They went through great persecution. And they had sincerity in their hearts in what they spent. The one cup of the companions, the one handful that they spend is equal to a mountain of gold of somebody else. This is talking about intentions and sincerity and the condition and the hal and the poverty and the brokenness and the persecution. When a person is acting, a person here is in America, a sister who wears hijab, in Afghanistan or wearing hijab in Pakistan or wearing hijab in Saudi Arabia can it compare to wearing hijab in France? the sister who wears the hijab in France is that the same as somebody who wears the hijab in Egypt or in Saudi or in Qatar or in Emirates or in Afghanistan or Pakistan or elsewhere it can never compare لا يستوون Definitely, that sister, her ajr, because of her hal. 9.45, right? Mm. So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will multiply beyond what we can even imagine. 10 is the minimum of multiply, how much Allah will give us. And 700 is the maximum. Plus, there is no limit. Wallahu yudha'ifu liman yasha'. Wallahu wasi'un alim. And Allah multiplies immensely for who he wants and Allah is vast in his knowledge of your intentions he knows what you what you have in your heart and then when it comes to the sins look at Allah gave us an upgrade and Allah gave us a head start he said that and if a person thinks of a sin and doesn't do it Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala writes a good deed because you abstained that abstinence also of that sin that's why a lot of people say Shaykh I have all these bad thoughts Look at how my shaykh, uh, he uh, made Islam of somebody. He said, Shaykh, I have all these bad thoughts in my mind. So my shaykh said, you can become a millionaire with all the bad thoughts in your mind. He said, how can I become a millionaire? He said, just don't do them. Just don't do what bad thoughts come in your mind and you will become a millionaire in hasanat. Because every bad deed that you think of and then you don't do it, Allah Ta'ala writes a good deed. 
When a bad thought comes in your mind, and then you don't do it, you say, no, astaghfirullah, this is a bad deed. Allah will write a good deed for not doing the bad deed. Allahu Akbar. This is the mercy of Allah Azza wa Jalla. And if you do it, then Allah will only write for you one sin. Only one sin. This is Allah's justice, and the other is Allah's grace and mercy. May Allah give us tawfiq to understand what has been said and implement this, and make our lives based on hasanat and sayyat. In other words, our focus and goal every day should be increasing our hasanat and avoiding sayyat. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah.